The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toys. Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and our, Jess, uh, our guest Charlie Clawson uh, this week is the fabulous Ian Bag. Uh, welcome Ian. Hey, thanks for letting me be Charlie. I know, you're our first Canadian Charlie. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what that you means. You know what you need? You need a Vietnamese Charlie. Right. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that'll be awesome. <laughs> right, I'm going to get, yeah, it's going to be like an international Charlie franchise. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like, almost like the Wiggles. Like, right. Just, said, yeah, just Charlie all over the world. Oh. I love nothing more than that. You must have come across, uh, and I use those words uh, <laughs> now that I realise what I'm about to talk about, come across is probably not the right word, but you must have come across the Australian uh, comedic group uh, Puppetry of the Penis. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Friendy's the best. Right. Yeah. So uh, Friendy is also, uh, who was in Puppetry of the Penis, is uh, one of those guys that I, I find this, my favourite thing about him is, if you just get into a cab right. late at night by <laughs> mistake and there's someone already in the cab, that person will be friendy. That's and he'll be like, he'll be like, where are you guys going? <laughs> and that is so true. Right? It's like he's got these mysterious powers. I love my favorite thing about hanging with friendy is mm. there's always a girl that goes, oh, so you are in that DVD, right. and then and she goes, you're the first penis I ever seen. Like there's he was the first pe- penis for a lot of girls over there because their parents had puppetry of the penis and they happened to see it when they were 12, 13 years old. So, so they seen him folding their dick and it's a weird response of uh I I love you but I feel disgusted at the same time. Oh my so, god. Yeah, yeah, I've I had three girls when I've been hanging with friendly and they're all about between the ages of probably 20 and 25 yeah. around that age. Oh, you're the first penis I've ever seen and then happy and then sad and then and disgusted, and then they leave. <laughs> so. it's, it's like the seven stages of grief, yeah, yeah. the five stages of friendly. It's because uh, it's like you know, because he's like gateway cock, isn't he? Like, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's gateway cock. Because yeah. it's like it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's the cock you can see that is acceptable to us because yeah. he's kind of doing tricks with it. Right, right. It's not like sex cock. Yeah, it's not hard tricks. No. He's doing like he's doing. He's still soft, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like these are tricks he's doing with his own hand. It's not like these are tricks I do in your vagina. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 safe tricks with right. the penis, which is which. I guess it's good for everybody. I, I if, because if he was doing them all their hard, it would just be disgusting. Right. Well, yeah. they'd be because he only do one thing: pointing. They would be much more complicated tricks. Yeah, it would be uh, It would be uh, a lot more splints involved. Right. <laughs> It'd be like when the, I don't know if you remember this, but when uh, Rubik's Cube had their great success with the cube, wow. uh, Good Rubik's, times. I mean, Rubik's weren't happy to just keep the cube. Rubik's right. were like, "We've got to fucking Rubik's up other shit." Yeah, and I don't know if you remember that the they pentag- had. Did they have a? They, did they had like a five sided one? Yeah, or something? there was yeah. one of yeah. those, and there was a snake. There was a Rubik's oh. snake. So it was like, you know, it was in kind of triangles and you could turn it into sort of different yeah, things and yeah. like solve it and it was like a snake. That's what I imagine an erect style of puppetry of the penis would be like. The Rubik's how did snake. They know, but how did they not 
sell a Rubik's puppetry of the penis snake right. for girls to do tricks with. Right. <laughs> that's actually a really good marketing idea. If you can go and see puppetry of the penis, because that's the thing. Men who go and see puppetry of the penis we try. can go home and try yeah, it. Yeah, girls can. No. But if you gave them yeah. a... Oh, that's that, that so you go with that kind of like a would it be maybe I don't know you know those it's almost like a slug that you throw on the ground as a kid's toy that you right. throw on the ground maybe that it's something right. like that that's <laughs> I don't know now I'm all now I'm all I gotta get a hold of friends yeah. I, I gotta get some merchandising yeah. going because <laughs> that's what comedy is about oh, it's yeah. about merchandising it? oh my god how many people do you work with that are for features that uh, they have a joke that sells their t-shirt I mean, it's amazing to me because that's why I got into comedy because I really wanted to sell oh, t-shirts. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get all the stands were taken at the beach. Right. I, <laughs> I got rejected for so many Jeans West uh, job internships uh, that I was awesome. like, I'm getting into stand-up. I know how to get this out there. Because that's what a lot of people are like. They're like, well, yeah, a lot of people go, how did I get, in, how did I get into acting? Well, I'll do a little bit of stand-up and right. someone will notice me and I'll get oh, into acting. I love that. But for me, I couldn't break into the lucrative uh, t-shirt selling business. And I want to saying, you know, a lot of guys are coming in through stand-up these days. <laughs> if you can show, you can sell t-shirts on the road. You can. Or did you have a beer cozy that you couldn't get? Right. <laughs> just... Oh, that is just a... Oh, I love it. I love it. I love when somebody comes up to me and says afterwards, do you have a t-shirt to sell? I'm like, no. But you know... The other... don't, I... don't, you want a, don't you want a CD? Wouldn't that be way better than a t-shirt? I think stylistically as well, though, there is, uh, like, you know, some comics who, you know, have that sort of thing where people just want to share the love and they do want to meet them after the show and they right. want to be like, yeah. you know, and I get that. Right. And I think some comedians are really good at that. They're good at, like, you know, you know bringing their network with them and their friends with right. them and that sort of thing. But, like, for me, the, the time that you least want to meet me is immediately after my yeah. show. Yeah. Like, guess what I just did? I just told you 70 minutes of the most interesting and right. funny things yeah. that I have thought of in the last year that I have practiced into this set. This is, this is it. This yeah. is me condensed. Yeah. You know, you know when you want to meet Grandpa? Right after he's had the heart attack and right. just brought back to life. Because <laughs> he's full of energy and all excitement right then. Right. No, he's not tired at all. No, no, no not at all. I can't yeah. string sentences together. It's yeah. nothing but... My signature is different on everything that I sign. Right. <laughs> People are like, ah, I'm like... But ah. also, I think that with um, you and I, we both have that thing where, like... Because we understand that, like, I think... Oh, well, maybe... Um, I'm going to use what I, my analogy is that, like... With performance, I always think that the audience is like it's like you're surfing, right? Like, so you can get good waves, you can get bad yeah, yeah, yeah. waves. Um, that, but that doesn't mean like you know it's how well you pick up a bad wave that means you're a good comic, right? right? right. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, so but sometimes you got to know how to like you know work an audience, and sometimes that means you're cajoling them like, "Come on, guys, you guys yeah, yeah. are doing a good job." And sometimes that means like, "Shut the fuck up," and I'm right. in charge. And, yeah, like, pound them in the face, and then right. yeah, yeah, let them know. And sometimes I think that if you've got to then sell them t-shirts afterwards. It's a lot harder to be like, I'm in charge. I'm pounding you in the face. You're an idiot. Yeah, I'm yeah, destroyed yeah. you. It's more like, hey, how are you? Hey, uh, so were you fine with that pedophile bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Want to buy a T-shirt? <laughs> Sorry that I told you I was going to fuck your mom. Right. <laughs> Want a T-shirt to remember the night I said I was going to fuck your mom? Yeah. And she was there? Here's remember a T-shirt. She next Here's a T-shirt. I won't fuck your mom. Yeah. Remember I made the fuck your mom joke oh, and then we realized she was here? So great. I always just thought it was, in my head, it was just like that I 
sometimes I can go out and meet them and sometimes I can't. Like, sometimes I just can't go out there. I don't, I don't know what it is. Other times I want to go out there and meet that fucking asshole. And other times I'm just like, that was so much fun. I just want to continue it on and maybe it'll continue on by meeting them. Right. But it's, I'm, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're just like me. You don't know which wave is going to hit you afterwards. Oh, and that's the thing. That's why I never arrange anything afterwards. And even if someone hits me up to say, like, you know, after a show, say in Melbourne, right. I, you know, if we hang around stage door, will you right. be coming out to sign something or will you be... Maybe. I, I, that's what I say. I say, yeah. I Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, like what it's like, sometimes you have another show to go to and sometimes you have just have another commitment right. and yeah, you're yeah. like... Oh, I, like you know, I signed on for the show. Yeah, I didn't sign on for the half an hour afterwards. It's like, great. yeah, it's great. Oh, Although I was in um, uh, Alaska, uh, yeah. which is uh, how I was reminded to call you to get you on the podcast Apologize. because I was backstage uh, and I, I I messaged you the photo. But there's That's a great, great photo. publicity photo of you <laughs> that when you started doing stand up at age twelve, apparently. <laughs> I was, <laughs> as a chubby little curly haired boy, I was I was delivering papers by the looks of that photo. I was just like, "Hey guys, this is my photo. If I go missing, <laughs> that's what it was like." It really, oh, you fucker! Oh my oh, god, man, it was yeah. straight out of like you know, uh, sort of nineteen sixties Americana, maybe late yeah. late fifties Americana. Uh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Uh, when when I seen it, I just looked. I just put the phone down. Right, <laughs> it was just one of those things you sent him and put the phone down. I'm gonna pretend that never came in. Do you? remember when you would have been last at uh, Coyote Jacks or I think it was you called. You know what? I actually went last year. Yeah? I went last year and I quite enjoy Coyote Jacks is okay but I enjoy The Loon. Oh yeah, The Loon. The, yeah. yeah. That was a, like a beauty. It's a theatre. Yeah, it's a theatre and the guy that runs it's kind of this oddball Alaskan that you think would be there that brought art to the middle of nowhere. Right. And every so often brings a band that he loves and he has comedy that he loves. Really likes. good yeah. bands. Yeah, it's crazy. He got up at the start to like, do, he does the kind of intro to the comedy. Ah, like, you know, because it's like, you know, yeah. I've invited everybody to my place. Yeah, yeah. By the, by the way, and then someone was like, he was naming these really cool bands that were coming to town, like Primus was coming to play out. The Primus was going to, ah, all he this always has somebody cool. And someone yelled out, like from the audience, they were like, what about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? And he was literally like, I talked to them guys we couldn't get them to, and it's like <laughs> it's like a town meeting almost and it's like, that's so funny like I talked to the Chili Peppers guys it's they, a little South Park right down. it's the, almost a little bit like South Park that right. whole place yeah yeah and then the two guys that actually run the stand up <laughs> they're they're like out of their trees right and the whole town kind of mocks them Right. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Because they run, like, I mean, the, the reason the whole scene works is that these two guys right. essentially have, like, carried this scene on their backs yeah. and gone, this yeah. is, we're, we're making this a scene. Yeah. And we're going to bring people up, and the rooms are always, like, full because they... Always full. You know, they it run it well. 12 times, maybe, no, maybe 10, because I think they take some summer dates off. Right. Because up there, yeah. people don't want to go inside. Well, this was the last of their run. Oh, so it was the end. Yeah, I couldn't remember back. if it was now or June when they stopped. Yeah. But, but, they all, but then they continue the concerts outside. They have them out in the outside, these outdoor concerts. Yeah, it was great. I went up and like. Yeah, Bill Maher's going up there to perform in like the outdoor amphitheater next to. Yeah, the, the loon. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Bill Maher's going to be up here, like, doing a stand up gig when it's fucking 24 hours of sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Outdoors yeah. in this like natural amphitheater, I'm like that's fucked up and fun. Yeah, and there's going to be a moose walking by at some point because right. I've seen every time I've been up there, I've seen some sort of wild animal, 
And it, and uh, you have to go up in the middle of winter when the tires freeze while you're in the venue and you come out and get in the car, and it feels like you're going away on squares because they're frozen square. It's My favourite thing was I, I got in um, the car on the first day and the windscreen was cracked. And I said, oh, what happened to your windscreen? And he just looked at me like, oh, no, no, that's what happens to windscreens here. He said, because there's gravel all over the roads, yeah. because they have to put gravel on the roads because of the snow and the ice and stuff. Yep. And he said, you get one little thing, it's so cold, your Smashes windscreen's right across. cracked. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, everyone's windscreen's cracked. Then I'm looking around, I'm going, everyone's windscreens are cracked. And then you just do it in the summer, they get yeah. rid of it, and then it just all happens again. Maybe you guys shouldn't have windscreens. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe come you up should with come up better, with a better glass. Better glass. Yeah. Maybe go to the hockey rink and see what they use not to smash it in, in, uh, with the pucks. Maybe that one might be the idea. Did but you, they don't do, do that. They just did you go to that, like, uh, it's like an oil refinery. It's got, called the Refinery and Ice No North Pole. Uh, oh, no, I did a North Pole gig, but I did yeah, another bar. But, oh, you didn't do the refinery? No. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, really? Yeah, you would have met them. Oh, it's amazing. Is like, it uh, mostly men? Mostly men, yep. but the women that hang out. Uh, what do they say about Alaska? The odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's very... Some of the toughest women you'll ever talk to. Yeah. I um, I must admit that I... It was funny because, like, you know, a lot of it's very modern and I don't mean to, like, you know, paint it like it's all completely no, no. backwards because it's not. And the gigs, like... The hotel's not modern. No. <laughs> the hotel, <laughs> honestly, it is only one bear's head on the wall away from uh, being a hunting lodge. Uh, I call it Sophie's Choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was Skyping someone in Australia and I was telling them about, like, you know, I was telling about the wonders of Alaska and I'd seen a moose and I'd seen a beaver and, like, you know, the the, the ice was melting on the rivers. And then they just looked in the background at my hotel room and went, still don't wish I was there. Are you in a tent? That's what they must have thought. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's brilliant, huh? Yeah. Uh, You have to go up the winter because you do actually go dog sledding. That, like, everybody takes you to do something. Right. That's what's great about it. They all want to take you and show you their things. Some people you're like, no. Just don't want to. No, I don't want to try deer with you. You just don't seem like. I don't know if it's deer looking at right. you. So yeah, yeah. I've seen deliverance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's interesting because yeah. I went dog sledding and I had no idea people lived like he basically lives in a dog house. That's how small his place. And then there's just dogs everywhere, and you're like, what is this? Right. Great. Well, I'm coming home with mange that can't be cured. I have no idea. He's essentially the. That's where crazy uh, cat women, the opposites of them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. dog guys. Yeah. And they go out to Alaska and yeah. they live with their dogs. Yeah, but they hoard outside. Right. Like it's not. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> so I was having breakfast one morning, and this was the moment where, um, you know, where you're like, okay, well, not everyone here is as modern as, as other people. I had uh, an iPod, like, mini, just like a little iPod Nano or whatever they're called, like, you know, one of those mini iPod things, which I took out at breakfast because I was having breakfast by myself when I was right, listening right. to something. But I hadn't turned it on yet. Like, I was just putting the earbuds in when I heard the woman at the next table exclaim, like, what is that? Is, no that way. is that an iPod of some kind? Like, she was amazed by this tiny iPod. I was like, it's an iPod. It's the most <laughs> popular device in the entire world. I'll bring some up next right. time. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm selling after my gigs. Oh, man. Look, I don't, I'm not selling T-shirts, guys, but I am selling but, tiny iPods. <laughs> Are you guys going to... You can put stuff inside right. it. How does a record fit in there? <laughs> you know what the greatest part about that area is? That there's a huge... Uh, Air Force base and uh, I think an army base. So yep. these guys get sent to Iraq and Afghanistan from the coldest place in the world. Yep. 
How shitty must that be? Because you're just always trying to stay warm, and all of a sudden you're in Iraq trying to stay cool. It's not the ideal situation. No, not at all. And I was just like, "Mm, maybe this shouldn't be the first place. You should maybe buffer it a little bit. Maybe send them to New York first, and then down to North Carolina, and then over to Iraq. I would tell you a a not funny but interesting statistic about uh, Alaska, about Fairbanks, Alaska, and that town. Uh, in 2011-2012, they had the highest spike in HIV transmission of anywhere in uh, America. One guy. And uh, what well, was like a couple of you know army guys yeah. who were like you know I fucking around it. all over the place up there, and HIV went through the through the roof. Oh man! Yeah. And they finally got some skinny girls there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was glad that that didn't put you off. <laughs> I, um, you, you said the thing about moose being everywhere, and that was the thing where I was like, because I went and uh, talked to some kids at a school, like they were doing a stand-up comedy course, so right. uh, they invited me in, and they all did their like routines, and I would like give them feedback on their routines. <laughs> uh, so that, your, what was your feedback? Not everybody's going to understand moose hunting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be honest. Um, the great thing was they were kids from 13 to 15 uh-huh. and their subject matter um, was more diverse and more interesting than you would see on a random open mic night of people who were say 18 to 24 who were doing Why their do you think that is? Do you think that's because they're still being educated and honestly the, the most people that do open mics are crazy and there's a very hard small core that has actually got a sense of humor and has a broad view of the world. Mostly people that do stand up are, it's they can do it because the only skill they need to do is talk Mm -hmm. and have enough balls to walk on stage. Right. I think, do you think that has anything to do with it? I do think it does. I do think there's an honesty in kids as well, though, where because they basically, what they've been taught, which I thought was really good, was just talk about whatever you find most important at the moment. Like, you know, so... Oh, that's cool. So they'd got good advice. You know, they'd basically been told it's important to find your voice. (laughs) Before they've done a gig. They're 13 years old and they've got the... Look, the most important thing is to find your own individual voice. But so they did. And so that meant that, like, one kid was talking about his idiot brother, but the next kid was talking about wearing glasses and being nerd, and then the next kid was talking about, you know... Um, yeah, whatever was interesting to him, so yeah, moose or whatever, right. right? And some of them were really, really good. But I was asking them about, yeah, they were talking about cliches about there, like moose and all that sort of thing, and and they were asking me about Australia. See, it, it, they think that like kangaroos in Australia are like moose there. Right. That if you are having a gathering, a That'll kangaroo will rock in. Right. Did you have that thought when you first? Because you've been going to Australia for ages now. But did you have any of those sort of like? Did you think you were going to see a kangaroo when you came to Australia? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Right. But, they, <laughs> but then, they, of course, they took us to some golf course right. where there were kangaroos yep. that would come up on the golf course. I'm like, this is great. Uh, but uh, I, it was more koalas. I think it was it was koalas. Like, really, you just can't go someplace and pet them, right? That's what that blew my head up. Like, I was just because everywhere in Canada, like where I grew up in Canada, is up near Alaska. Mm-hmm. And when people came to see us, we'd take them to the dump, and there'd be bears, right? You know. What I mean? <laughs> So I figured it was that easy. Right. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, the f- funny part about Australians is that everybody thinks that it's so small. Right. So they're like disappointed when they get to Australia. Like, really? I just can't go to the Great Barrier Reef while I'm in Sydney? Right. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Not, not so much the animal wildlife. Whereas in Alaska, 
I think when everybody thinks they're going to go there, they're just going to see meth heads and dog sleds. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that they tell you anything about suicide there. How? Because no. because of the sun. Because the sun never comes up and right. then it never goes down. Yeah. And it's very all or nothing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah. It's very all or nothing. <laughs> it's the best of times. It was yeah. the worst of times. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was so I said I bet you there's a lot of suicide in the winter here because that would drive me insane. Right. Like no, it's actually in the spring when all the sun is out because your problems never go away now. Ah. So. Yeah. Right. I can yeah. imagine that though. Yes. It would be very like even the guys were saying to me that you take those winter months to do things like you don't feel guilty about staying indoors and watching right. DVDs or, yeah, or yeah. whatever because you don't really have any right choice. Yeah, you have like, to. Oh, I've never really thought of that. Quite like the idea of having no choice. Yeah, it's okay to go to the movies at, at two in the afternoon because it's already dark. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like being a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I remember when I first moved uh, to Los Angeles, I wouldn't go to a matinee movie because right. I wouldn't. I was like, I got to take advantage of this weather. Yeah, the weather's nice. I got to. Right. And then after the second year, I'm like, we're going to a noon movie. I know right. it's going to be the same tomorrow. Yeah, it'll yeah. be. It'll be the same when we went in. Yeah, it'll be the same when it's we come out. It's going to be okay. It'll be yeah. the same tomorrow. Yeah, we don't have to take advantage of those three days. Maybe an earthquake. That's it. Yeah, it's very interesting when you're doing comedy. I think um, you have. Uh, like you know, because you always there's a million things that you think affect why people are coming out that night. Right. It's too sunny. People won't come out. Right. It's raining. People won't come out. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are certain cities where I think those things. Yeah, there's are definitely true. there's definitely some places where weather affects. Yeah, in yeah. Sydney, like if it's raining right. and people can come another night, they will come another night because they're like, fuck that, it won't be raining for long. Like you know, I'll come another night. I'm gonna go out in the rain. Whereas in Melbourne, if it rains, people are like, well, if we didn't go out when it rained. We're going to stay at home. We're just going to stay at home yeah. all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they kind of have a different attitude. Why do we buy boots? Because right. we can go out in the rain. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like LA. I mean, you, well, you know this, but I've noticed this in the last few years coming here. It's like when it rains here, everyone forgets how to drive. But they also put Stormwatch on the TVs. They're like, it's just raining. It's just raining. It's not storm. storm. Meanwhile, there's like a tornado in Texas and people are being killed. But it's just normal rain here. Right. People are all over the road. Do you think it has anything... The- to do with the fact that because it doesn't rain, there's oil on the on the road, so people are slipping and sliding more. I I, I have a feeling that's what it is. Like the roads, right. have a gleam on them. Yeah, but here's the thing. Okay, they're, here's your day. They're driving like they're in the Fast and the Furious Seven. Well, well, <laughs> do you know what I mean like they're all over the place because they just yeah. they don't know how to drive. You know why they they're panic. doing that? You know why they're doing that? They're like Paul and the, Paul Walker and Vin right. Diesel can't be cast again. Right. I better try to audition for that movie. Oh, they're cast again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it, it is a Hollywood story. You can imagine it's like the model being found in the Pinkberry. It's like, how did you find the guy for Fast and the Furious 19? <laughs> wow. It rained in Los Angeles one morning. And I've seen a guy slide around a corner. <laughs> oh, everything's an Archie comic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when did you move to uh, Los Angeles? How long have you been out in this part of the world? 2001. Right. To th- I, I was in New York from 95 to uh, 2001, just before things went crazy there. I had some sort of premonition, I guess. No, right. I didn't. I, I, you got I, the word? I got the word. You were one of the... Eh, yeah. You know, you live near a mosque, right. you're going to hear things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, were doing, you were doing some open mic nights yeah, at the mosque right. at the time. <laughs> I, I had my little blanket. That was kneeling too. They right. told me. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> they were like, we don't have any money for the gig, but we do have some information you might find handy. This might be worth it. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Keep it clean. <laughs> I, 
I love, I, I love that's probably about how crazy of God is. They're suicide bombers, but they want things kept clean at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Did yeah. you see, by the way, that um, the the Boston bomber, right? Um, the the one who survived, the brother who survived, right? Um, he now has like a big. He's like the Justin Bieber of terrorism. Like, there's all these girls online who are like, you know, they want him freed, and they're like, you know, getting tattoos about you know freeing him, and they're quoting his tweets as like. You know, I just don't want a daughter. I'm hoping, you know, my son will get into a fight and I'll have to deal with him to deal with his anger. But right. if you got a daughter, she just falls in love with some guy that blew up a running race and you're like, oh, you're going to have to deal with that. Or then you put her into gymnastics to keep her busy and then she turns into a stripper because gymnastics didn't turn out. It just, that's why you don't want a daughter. It just doesn't, it never works out. Well, good luck. Good luck to those girls. Ian Bag's parenting book will be out for Christmas. <laughs> uh. Take that, Gaffigan. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's very much like the one-child policy in China. <laughs> yeah, the like policy. It. It's like, yep. you probably want a boy. <laughs> Boys only. Girls should just be in a field. <laughs> um, it, it is weird that I, I wonder where that comes from. That I mean, I guess that people love a bad boy, but, you know, you hear about those, you know, serial killers and... Uh, they always, know, right? They always get these, like, groupies. Is it the... Because I think that much like we were talking about, you know, uh, puppetry of the penis being like gateway cock. Right. I feel like there is a safety in... I always think this because, you know, there was a controversy in Australia when One Direction toured. Right. And like, you know, like there was teenage girls with signs like, One Direction, show me your one erection and stuff like that. And... (laughs) And there was a bit of like, oh, no, these are like teenage girls. Should they really have these signs? Right. But most of the debate that centered around that was that it's actually a very safe way to... Ex- you'd, bu- you'd much prefer your daughter to be having a sexual awakening to the safety of the boys from One Direction that they're never actually going to have sex with rather than Gary out the back of the shelter right, right, yeah, 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 at yeah. high school. At least aiming high. Right. Yeah. But it's also safe. It's not happening. Right, right, yeah. Whereas, like, if they're real-life experimenting, then... So there's some argument of that. And I guess that there's a safety in you know like the the girl who has the the gay best friend it's like the that she's in love with where it's right. like this is safe because there's something about the actual sexuality that scares right. me yeah, yeah yeah i kind of feel like the person who feel, falls in love with the prisoner has a bit of that about them like yeah, i want to be in love with a man but i don't want to actually have to right i can be i can enjoy him but i think those i think there's also three quarters of those women are actually trying to make an effort to meet him right that's what concerns me they're trying to break into prison yeah yeah yeah, they're going there, and I just want to talk to him. He's, oh, he's not allowed to talk to strangers yet? Yeah, the trial hasn't happened. He's not allowed to talk to strangers yet. You know, right. no, it's not, <laughs> yeah. outside the prison. The guy just got arrested 30 minutes ago. How, uh, did yeah. you- How did you know he was here? <laughs> My dad works for blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, but there's so many. I, I know, I just read an article a couple of days ago about this woman that figured, she, uh, it was in, in New Jersey, uh, they, they had a big standoff last week. This woman started dating this guy who was a pedophile, but she figured she could help him even though she had kids. Did you read about it? It was a big standoff. Oh God, they, no. she, she, they, they were held hostage. So hang on, days. you're saying that um, this woman hooked up with a guy who was a pedophile. Yeah. And she thought that she could fix him. Fix it. And, and he would be saying, fine because... And you're I, saying that uh, with those ingredients, something went wrong with that master plan? I'm, what I'm saying is they had no idea that cake and meat didn't right. go together. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but I, that's my concern about these girls that love. Right. That they think they can fix. Oh, he's cute. Right. I can fix. I him. can fix him. Yeah. You know what? Just because somebody's cute doesn't right. mean there's mentally and you know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know what? Most men are fixer uppers. Oh. So, like, if you need a project, don't worry. 
whatever there's one guy. coming along. Yeah. It's like DYI. Yeah. There's another show in a second. One, one, who hasn't, <laughs> one who hasn't blown someone up yeah. still has a range of issues uh, you can deal with the rest of your life. He wants to blow people. It's fine. He wants to blow people. Blow people up. That's, that's a real fixer. That's another that. issue. That's a definite <laughs> fixer. That is, that is almost as bad as a terrorist. You're there's not going to fix that. There's some religious causes that you can involve them in. I did, uh, I, I wish I could remember the details of this, but I was reading a great article recently about um, one of the, uh, when I say a great article, I don't mean, it was actually about horrible things, but right. it was about one of those religious courses where, you know, they cure people for being gay. Oh, but fantastic. it was like quite a famous one where they, um, what had happened was essentially um, it just ended up being like fuck club for men. Like, you know, because it would be all these guys right. who were like, You've just invited a whole bunch of like guys yeah, yeah, yeah. who are like, I like having sex with other men. Yeah. But I feel like there's something wrong with it. Hey, hey let's all go swimming and yeah. then we'll feel guilt afterwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we all, well, I seem to have a lot in common with you. Yeah. Uh, and so did, to, at the end, did they just disband and right, take it into because it? the actual guy who was in charge of it ended up having like an affair with another man again. Like he was the guy who was like, I can cure you. Is it Bruno? I think clock. it's Bruno. Bruno or. Or um, uh, it's Ali, the Ali G show. The, who's the other character that he did? Borat. Borat. It, it's, does he not go to one of those places and talk to a guy? And it's obviously that this guy's still gay and he's trying to cure people. I think it was Bruno. I think it was Bruno. That was yeah, the he's the gay, gay yeah, character. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm not sure that I made it all the way through Bruno. I well, I took me a long time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bits and pieces. Yeah, right. Sometimes <laughs> that's the great part about having Showtime and HBO. You right. can just go back and forth between movies. So I've combined a bunch of different movies in my right. head. You know, like I've started, I've started one and ended with uh, I, the best way to make Fast and the Furious is if it combines with Rushmore. Right. So yeah. everything essentially can yeah. be like a, a Rodriguez Tarantino film. Yeah. Where like the first half is one, that's and then so, the second half that's is great. The- that is. Oh. <laughs> That's how we. That's how we learned how to write by right. having a remote control. I like the idea too that you can actually once you've watched a movie enough times. The thing is that a movie ends really because a movie's not a whole story. Like any story right. is not a whole story, right. really. Normally, right? Yeah. Unless it's about like I guess from birth to death, but even it's only that person. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. <laughs> Benjamin Button was the whole story. Yeah. But apart from Benjamin Button, right. um, mostly it's just a snapshot of like a part of that time. Right. So realistically, you could end that movie wherever you want. And there are some movies that I, now that I've watched the whole movie, if I watch it again, like I'm just like, I oh, know, I'm just editing this movie where I think it ends now. That's fine. Like I'm happy to watch the third Lord of the Rings film up until the final battle scene, but I'm like, fuck Frodo on the boat. I don't give a shit. The movie finishes with the battle. That's so great. Right? Or Shaun of the Dead. I can watch that now and enjoy Shaun of the Dead, and I stop before his mum dies. And it's a happy ending. I... That's Spoiler so alert. smart. If you That's so smart. <laughs> I love the way you edit to... your own movies. That is so great. <laughs> what if you did it on the first round, or like for the first run through, if right. you just picked where you wanted to end? You're like, you just got to a point. Just, I'm out. Just walked out of the movie theater. Yeah, and just, just like, like, you, you go in your fridge like, like I just, I'll tell you what, I saw uh, The Crying Game. It's about a lovely woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how serious but it's a lovely she woman. She goes for a walk through a field, right. and uh, I don't know what yeah, happens. I saw this great movie where Bruce Willis talks to a kid. Yeah. It's, it's just, it was great. He's on a flight. Right. 
Um, what do you what do you do when you're uh, on the road? Because do you, how much do you do tour? Because you come out to Australia a bit, but do you tour a lot um, in general? Like yeah, on the yeah, road? probably about forty five weeks a year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. So. And is that mostly in America and Canada? Or uh, is it I'll go anywhere. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, it's mostly in America. I would say it's my main chunk. Australia, and then a little bit of Canada, and then where else, wherever else somebody wants to book me. But right. yeah, I, I'm one of those guys that if I get offered a gig and it seems interesting and they put the right price behind it, it doesn't have to be an exorbitant fee. It has to be the right price. Right. I'll go. Like uh, last year I went to Bangladesh. Was, so hang on. So t- run me through that. Who do, oh, who do you play? On, who do you play to? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah no, I wasn't going to do the classic comedian thing. I go. Who books that? Yeah. How did you get that? Yeah. How did you get Bangladesh? No. no uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Bag knows someone. No, yeah. Bag knows someone. Uh, it was a guy that w- a Bangladeshi, I think Bang- Bangla, a guy that was over here who took. Uh, he was working for Hewler Packer. Yeah. And they said you should take some classes while you're here. One of the classes he took, he took a comedy class. Right. And it was to talk to yeah. Americans. He ended up enjoying comedy. Right. So he And was, so he put on a comedy night? Was that what put, it was? He or? built himself a comedy club in, in a basement because they don't have bars there. Right. So he has a basement suite that he has a comedy club in. And then he's <laughs> Even brought, in Bangladesh, comedy it, clubs are in basements. Yeah, and a brick wall. Right. <laughs> That's what's, what's great about it. Uh, and it's uh, Naveed's comedy club, right. which is just uh, yeah. great, right? right. Yeah. Just starts out with a bang. Right. Uh, and... And he's brought over three or four guys, and he's put them into theaters. And it's when I say theaters, into bigger venues. Yeah. And uh, and it was great. It was mostly uh, locals, and then there was a couple people over there working for different companies. So it was great. So when you say it was mostly mostly Bangladeshis, yeah, yeah. Bangla, whatever. I think what, what yeah, I, I don't I don't do I know what Bangla, I think they might be Bangladeshis. I might know. I think Bangladeshi. Oh, you know what? I like the sound of Bangladeshi. So right. when I say it. You can know that I'm only being positive, right? Because I'm saying because I'm not putting I them down. It. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's it was, a beautiful word to say, and it po- even if it, it isn't, seems, it seems it nice. should be Bangladeshi. Yeah, yeah. I could Bangladesh every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'd be proud to be a Bangladeshi. I, they should be. No. I, I don't work in the uh, sweatshops, but other than that, that's good. So, um, so they, they are local. So, what do you talk to them about? Uh, everything, just everything. I yeah. just, I just talk to them about. Uh, they asked me because it's a very Muslim country. They right. said, "Can you keep it, the sexual talk to a minimum?" Oh yeah. So okay. I kept yeah. that. To a minimum, and we talked about everything. We went back and forth. Did you know? I, did you I, do that stuff about being tipped off about nine eleven? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey guys, thanks, know your brother." <laughs> it was it was bizarre though. It was one of those places that I didn't like. I really didn't research much before I went there. It was right. one of those. I did my great American thing where I'm just like, "I'll go, all yeah. right, yeah." And then once I got into the airport, I'm like, "I'm in a third world country." Once you start recognizing things from, "Hey." This seems a lot like Argo. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So, uh, uh, and then they're just, hey, can you keep that down? I'm like, okay. And then we go through the town. I'm just driving through from from the airport of the town. I'm like, I'm in Slumdog Millionaire. Everybody's begging for change. People's arms are missing. What's going on? And then I look over, and there's a a young girl, and she's the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen begging for change. You're like, this doesn't, none none of this makes sense. Like, none of it, like, put in my head. And then I get there. And then the white people are there. I'm like, why are there white people here? And I ask them, and they say, they work for Save the Children. And I'm just like, my big thing is, I'm like, well, when are you going to start? Because I've been outside, and anytime you guys want to walk yeah. out, you probably shouldn't be at a right. comedy show. It's time to go. Yeah. So, and, and then the Bangladeshis love me from saying that to the, to the white people. So, yeah. But it's one of the, you have the same thing. You have the same kind of comedy. You know when you can push a little further. Right. You know when you know when you got to pull back. You know when, yeah. And they were great. And they wanted to talk. 
they wanted to have a conversation with me, so it was great. We had a good time. Oh, yeah, good. Where yeah. else have you been that's interesting like that? Um, China. China. Yeah, I did. No, that, I, was that uh, hard to? Could, did they have provisos on what you couldn't couldn't talk about no, in China? No, and it's interesting because uh, I went with Jim Gaffigan right before the Olympics. Right, and uh, so that would have been would that have been one or would would that have been two? So yeah, it would have been. So there was London, London, and, uh, and then, then before that was yeah, before that was yeah, uh, Beijing. Yeah, so yep. I went just before, like the year before, with me and Gaffigan. Went. Right, and I was, oh, well, that was a good time to go because that would be a bad time for them diplomatically. Yeah. to lock up a couple of uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of jokes, but. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, we had to go to the thing. We got this passport and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, so, and I'm looking at it as we're in the air, and I'm like, this says tourist visa. Oh. And I'm like, this could be interesting. I'm like, don't right. mention that we're doing shows. Like, don't answer anything. And he's like, okay. So we go through, and we're on a tourist visa, and there were shows set up. And, and it was really, like, Shanghai was great. Right. And the shows were amazing. Like, it was we were in a pl- club called Chopsticks, which I thought was the weirdest thing. I was like, yeah, you guys. so even the Chinese get mocked in China? So, you know. So, but uh, um, the only thing they were concerned about is uh, I think one of us brought CDs. And I think they were concerned about right. that. That was, and it was, it was, but other than that, they didn't ask us about anything. But I kept... I kept noticing there was translators around. At that show, there was translators. At, in Bangladesh, right. everybody spoke English. It was at the show. That's interesting. Yeah, so, Having to go to a show with a translator. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard enough in... Um, I just At first, I didn't even know because I just thought they were whispering under their right. breath. I thought, this guy's so funny. Yeah, yeah. you're like... <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Are you translating? Oh, okay, okay, right. Quit mocking me. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's good for the ticket price if someone has to... <laughs> yeah, doubles it up. Right. Easy. You double the size of the venue no matter what. <laughs> so smart. Oh, China. Oh, they know how to work. But uh, Sh- Shanghai was great, but Beijing was good, but it was like a lot of, a lot of business people. And I met this girl afterwards and I went out drinking with her and I ended up in some deep, dark, underground like stuff. It was pretty cool. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, like, just clubs like just underground like alcohol clubs. and so is there like a big and who's in those clubs is it like cool uh, young people or yeah, is it like- yeah I don't know if they're cool but it was a lot of a lot of young people it was, yeah. it was it was interesting it felt like almost like I was and I don't well like how do you put those two together it felt like I was in a Vietnamese movie right like a Vietnamese uh, like Vietnam the, War movie uh, yeah like yeah. so like some sort yeah. of like bar that shouldn't exist yeah, yeah exactly in and the, the middle of like a and the exact lights you know those lights that they hang and you're just like what the fuck where am I right yeah so it was fun. So it was a good time. I got so hammered, I missed going to the Great Wall, though. Right. That's one of the things. That and you're now married to a Chinese woman. Yeah, my aunt, <laughs> several. <laughs> oh, so you missed the Great Wall. You yeah, I missed it. the Great Wall. I was like, we'll be back. Right. I was like, I was at that age. It was about, you know, so it was about, I don't know, just, just that age. Like, ah, when are we not going to be back in China? We'll have to do this gig again in two years. Right. <laughs> But I get that. Yeah. I, I went to uh, Rome and didn't go into the Vatican because it was too big a line. <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, so I can't line up. Oh, my God. Seriously. How, the many, Vatican- how many Catholics could there be? <laughs> So yeah I, yeah, I get that. I understand. Yeah. I, cause I, uh, we get spoiled, right? Because we go places. Right. And then if you go someplace and they don't take you, like we usually skip a lot of lines. Right. So absolutely. So when you don't get taken care of, you're like, hey, I can't be bothered. I mean, often that, that's the interesting thing is like sometimes even when you get to the, the, the touristy things in your own places, like recently for the Sydney Comedy Festival, and I actually didn't get to do either of these things, but it would have been a good time to do it, which was they had arranged like you know the Harbour Bridge climb. Oh really? Because like yeah, the comics are out; they want to do stuff with yeah, them. And, yeah. And so I was like, 
I was like, oh, I could do that. I've never, I live there. Right. Do you know what I mean? I can do it any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but should I, have done it. I should have done it already. <laughs> but I've walked across the bridge, yeah. but just to get to somewhere else. I haven't just, walked up it. Just because there was a traffic jam and yeah, you couldn't drive. That's right. You sons of bitches, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, you do get to go and see a lot of things. But I've been trying to make a bit more of a point recently to uh, do things again because I was saying to someone the other day that I feel like last year I was doing so much touring and stuff that I didn't live like right. you know i didn't have enough sort of just like i've done stuff and i've been out and right. about experiencing things. trying to find so, new things right yeah so you're not talking about the same shit all the time yeah you know? and i'm i'm kind of an information junkie so i don't mind going and but but sometimes you do get uh next time when you say you're an information junkie what, what do you mean by that like i like i love to go i i'll go on the internet and go on like through eight different like news sources from around the world i'll i'll read i have a time magazine i'll go you know i'll be reading i'll find just talk to somebody just to learn what they feel about something i'll go to a museum because i don't like a kid's museum even though it's not built for me just to see what's going on kind of things like that that's so. interesting what is your uh, do you have an area of like you know that you're really passionate about is there something that you really like reading about or that you're always oh, passionate about no no about? I'm just, any, just any, anything. anything yeah anything doesn't matter I, you know some things I'll just stop reading in the middle of it I'm like eh not into this yeah. you know like I, <laughs> I, I've tried to get through uh, what is it what is that's the art of war oh yeah I've tried to get through that three times and it just it just burns me every time it does I have no idea why but everybody's like you gotta read that I'm like I, I would have thought though, like I mean, because I have, I'm not sure that I've actually read the whole thing, but I do remember when I was at university and I was uh, studying something where it was constantly referenced that I thought, you know, what I should fucking just go and right. read this and yeah, you know, get my head around it. And I, I don't think it's a very comedian's attitude to how the world works, right? So I think we, but find- there, I can tell guys that have read it. You know, you'll be talking to me like. This guy's fucking gotten through that book. I gotta get. I gotta get out of here. Right, but anyone yeah. who's gotten through a book, right, like, <laughs> and, and applies it to their life, yeah, that's the thing that I'm like. Don't subscribe to any. And I think you yeah. get this being when you say you're an information because I'm a bit like you. I was once. I think it was. It was a diss. Uh, it was meant to be unkind when they said it about me, but I think it was actually pretty true. Which was uh, someone was surprised by a bit of knowledge that I had on some topic, and the person that I was with said, "Ah, that's Will." He knows three things about everything and no more than three things about anything right so interesting right but I uh, and I think that the second part of that is probably a bit unfair there are some things I'd I say it's a little bit about, unfair but, but the first bit I kind of got which was that I like to just know a little bit even in things I'm not interested right. in yeah. I like to know a little bit about them right so you can not look like an asshole when you right. walk in the door like going to Bangladesh without knowing anything I still knew stuff about Bangladesh right. but I didn't research you know everything so and yeah. you want to learn new stuff as well as, yeah. as, as you go yeah. so um, but the thing is that I don't think you should subscribe to any uh, one philosophy this right. is always my issue is like anyone who goes these are all the rules I need and I don't need anything else than this. Religion. I'd prefer that you, you know, read a whole bunch of things and then went, right. all right, I'm, I've changed my mind on this and I've got a bit more information on this and I'll, you know, so anytime anyone reads like The Art of War or reads The Secret or reads fucking right. Eat, Pray, Love or reads, what was that fucking uh, dating Oh, book? yeah, 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 I know which one, yeah. You know, yeah, the one yeah. where it was all about like, you know, all these tricks for getting women oh, into what bed and like... What? What is that? That that one? Because a guy just told me about that. He was on uh, a guy named Ben from Australia was on a bus, right? And he heard this guy talking, and he's like, 
He's talking to a woman, and you're like, he's like, you read that book, and you're, right. yeah. Are you're you doing it. He said, are you about to do magic? Right. Are you about to do a magic trick? <laughs> what is the name of that book? What is it called? It was like, um, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, you, you keep talking, and I'll Google I'll keep talking, but yeah, how great was it that he caught somebody on a bus, and apparently a, a woman as well on the on the bus was like, I, I, I thought I recognized that too, and then and then the guy got mad at them for for trying to stop Give me his away scam. His, uh for negging, he's negging. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the terms. Yeah, I remember one of the terms was oh. called negging. Oh, what is that book? It's. Uh, but anyways, I'm that guy, and I, I don't think I don't. I, I'm always surprised when somebody knows that you know a little bit, and then I like the guy that's mad that you know a little bit. I don't. I don't like the thing where um, anyone tries to play any sort of game on anyone like you know yeah. any of those people who are into like power handshakes yeah anyone who ever I had a business meeting once and like because I just find that shit hilarious right right I don't get intimidated by it I just it amuse it makes me giggle to myself you know right. when someone's trying to do a false power trip on you yeah so I had a, um, a television meeting with like these important TV guys in Australia and they took me into their office and they um, so one of them uh, basically leaned on his desk. So, like, the desk is a high desk, and he just leaned on it with his cock towards me. <laughs> right? The, uh, one of the other guys stood in the corner with his, like, arms folded. Right. And one of the other guys was, like, on a chair behind a desk, but he was, like, in a power position. And then they said, you can sit on the couch. And I sat on the couch, and it was honestly, like, one of those couches that you sat on, and you went down, you went into right. Narnia. Like, there was goats walking oh, around. Awesome. Like, it was... And it was obviously... Guys, am I buying weapons? Right. <laughs> and it was like, are you all going to piss on me or something? Yeah. Because that's what it was like. They all just had their groins, like, pointed at my face. And, of course, it was meant to be this intimidating, you know... We've been fucked by Russell Crowe three times, and right. this is not going to happen again. And But all I could do was, like, giggle to myself, because I just found... And did they get it? Did, did, they, did they know that you're onto them? Oh, no, because in that situation, what I then do, because once I understand what's going on... I love nothing more than just naively pretending that I don't know what's going on because it's it's so much fun to like you know play yeah. along yeah, with yeah, yeah. as long as you know that everything you're saying in that situation yeah you know where you're going you know yeah, where yeah. you're going it's oh no it's brilliant it's it's just awesome. brilliant that's awesome I love it but but you know people who go with the uh, the over aggressive things uh, like you know people subscribe to is it Ayn Rand? Is that the yeah. is that the yeah. name of people? I've been stuck with people at parties telling me about, you know, oh. they've just read this book and they're regurgitating everything that's yeah. It's it's interesting, even because um, when when we can think of religion, you think whatever it's going to get you through the night. You, you know what uh, what what's his face said, and that that they 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 need it to huh. survive, right? They just need it because. They need something to grab onto, and it's interesting when they grab onto another thing as well, like the secret, or like that guy that wrote the secret. That was great how he got a bunch of people into a sweat lodge in 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 Arizona and wouldn't let them out and wouldn't give them water, and a bunch of them died. Like, there's no way that I would ever trust anybody with that. You know, yeah, I wrote the secret. Oh fuck, let me go to a sweat lodge with you because, like, fuck, it makes no sense at all. Right, it makes less sense than yeah. than you after your gig going. Hey everyone, yeah, let's go to a sweat lodge. Yeah, did yeah. you enjoy my ideas tonight? Oh, I know. Yeah, I wrote a script once, and you should all go to a sweat lodge. With me. <laughs> all right, now I, I googled negging, 
Um, uh, the game. It was called the game. That's hilarious. That was, so we just kept saying the game. Yeah. We kept saying, I'm not playing that game with those people. That game, we just say it like 8,000 times. Yeah. What was that movie game, about the game? Game. Where they game. played that game? What kind of games do you like? Yeah. <laughs> do you like checkers? I think that's a great game. <laughs> oh. Do you eat duck? It's a bit gamey. Oh, do, do too gamey. Moose gamey. Gamey. <laughs> Oh man! Um, so I, I'm interested, though, in the uh, when it comes to knowledge, um, you know, where, Very that, little. where that no. Well, obviously, <laughs> you're a you're a person who th- has a thirst for knowledge. Did you uh, were you an educated person? Did you go to university uh, or college, something like I that? Started, what, I started. I started. What were you studying? Uh, uh, engineering. I was going to become a uh, explosives engineer. Oh really? So, yeah. And is that something that Which you... Really, where did that desire come from? Uh, working in a gold mine. Right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I was just like, I want to control this, because the guy that was controlling it really didn't have a grasp on it. Right. And we had to dive under trucks and stuff, because, right. yeah, he had put too much... Oh, so it was a little too much this time. Right. Like, it wasn't, who the fuck are you? It wasn't your passion in life, it was more your passion for life. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah. My thing with that was, because I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Right. this was such... A distant dream to do what I do. So, how were you raised? Uh, by chickens. Right. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I Which was, was where you first, uh, when they're crossing the road uh, first, yeah. <laughs> you were like, hang on, why are they hang doing on. that? I gotta get across. And a career was born. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was raised by, my mom was a nurse from Australia, and okay. my dad was a mechanic from, from Canada. Okay. And they met, and then they moved away from, because my dad ran a business for my grandfather. My parents uh, moved as far away as they could without going to Australia. So obviously my parents didn't get along with their parents, either of them. Right. So they took me to, like, near Alaska. And I grew up in this little logging Indian village. Oh. And it just didn't, like, education was kind of looked down on, but wit was looked like that's how you got away with things with, oh, okay. with, with wit. So, and when people say, "How is your show?" My show is basically based on being in a hockey van, going to play another town, and us sitting and and just talking and trying to make each other laugh. That's how you know having a conversation and just growing on what's going on in that, that in that situation. So I had and I did do I did arts when I was in school, but. Growing up in the middle of nowhere in Canada, you probably didn't get the best educators. You know, there are probably right. one or two. So, so it was always that, that there, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use this, but you'll use right. this in the mine. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so going to uh, going to uh, university afterwards wasn't called for. What was called for was if you were really going to make the big leap, you were going to go to a technical school and get the top end of a technical. Yep. So, I never ever thought about going to university and and chasing what I wanted to chase. Uh, I just had. Happened to run into a guy, and he told me how to do comedy. So I moved to Vancouver to go to school to a technical college to get, enge- get into engineering, and I went and did an open mic, and that's how this all kind of spun out. And as soon as I tried an open mic, I was like, "That's that's where I got to go." Like, right. And I just dropped out of school immediately. And then <laughs> so, ended up- so did you, I did, you got your first laugh at open mic. Yeah. You were like, "Fuck those guys down yeah. the mine." Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck they, those guys. I'm funny. They don't know what yeah. funny is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> They said to shut up, but I know I should be talking. <laughs> so little did I know it was because the roof was going to cave in on us. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, and then I ended up going to uh, acting school in New York. Right. Okay. So okay. So that's because um, I come from a logging town as well. My like uh, so the town that I'm from in country Victoria. Uh-huh. My parents are dairy farmers, but uh, the town itself, Hayfield, is like a, a timber town, a, a logging. Oh, town. really? So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that uh, affects your worldview, having come from where you, you came from? 
I th- you think it does affect you? I think it does, and I think and I think you probably feel the same way because you were kind of on the outside of the party because you weren't in a city. So, and I, 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 you see things and you're like, wow, that's interesting. Never happened here. And it never did. Nothing ever happened there. We got to see it. You, you were on the outside of the party looking in and right. able to tease it. And I think that's also Canada being, as well as Australia, we're on the outside, uh, we're on the outside of America and England. But we can see what they're doing and be able to tease them about it. And they're like, how did you notice that? Because we're standing on the outside of the party and you're pissing into the fire when you think you're pissing into a toilet, but you're not. You know what I mean? So... That status thing is really quite amazing in comedy because I find that the hardest gigs I ever do are in New Zealand because it's like that one thing of like, you know, that's the place where Australia seems like a bully. Right. Right, you know, suddenly we're America. That's so... Fuck! That's <laughs> so... Oh, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. You guys should have your own ships. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Is there anywhere that you have done that you... Uh, have not been well received? Is there somewhere in the world that it's been hard for you to go or is it... No, I mean, obviously there's so. places that you play that are shitty gigs. Like, yeah, shitty but gigs, but no, no, I don't think so. Like, I went to the Middle East and I had good uh, Qatar and, and Dubai and... Did you and, do uh, gigs for troops? Is that what uh, you did? No, or did you I do? did for oil companies. <laughs> <laughs> I did it uh, for... They had gigs over there, so right. yeah, expats working yeah. over there, so I pretended it was oil. Yeah, yeah. I, but I found them fine, yeah. Yeah, I, I, by being in the city, I mean, you know, yeah. I found them only a couple times when it was when we were in airports. I found that we stood out the most, right. and I felt like security was looking at us a little weird. But in right. those so situations, you know what it's like to be a brown person. Yeah, in America. yeah, exactly. But I, yeah. It, I wonder if I wonder if it is brown people feel the same way because I was like, I don't know if those are real security guys. <laughs> like I was, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, are they just? Are they just? Are they bull- like? Are they real security guards? Or are they the Taliban? Right. That's what, that, that's what I was thinking. And I'm, yeah, it was interesting. I'm like, we're just being set up for kidnapping. Right. There's, there's no plane on the other side of that door. You know, it's just a box we're going into. But that is, uh, I mean, it's funny, isn't it, when we're challenged by our own sort of prejudice in those situations? Right. Because what you're really thinking is probably. I mean, I guess he's probably unlikely, but you're not. Yeah. Who, who, who fucking knows? Yeah, who right? knows, right? I mean, that was what I was like when I did that first kick in Alaska, when they've driven me out into like an hour and a half out of town into the middle of the wilderness. Did you do the, that little bar in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, near Delta, the little yeah. cabin bar. Do you know what that is? That's just a missile defense. That's all like nuclear missiles out there, and those guys take care of those missiles. Are you serious? Yeah, that's all it is. It's is that what it is? That's what it is. That's, My fucking god! Yeah, you were like around a bunch of nuclear missiles. That's no wonder they yeah. didn't care about smoking indoors. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Don't smoke outdoors because that's how they set them off. <laughs> yeah, no oh. one told me about the nukes. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it's missile defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because I guess uh, yeah, geographically, it's yeah, like that's the easiest way to get to it. Right. Yeah. And so all those like old hillbillies in the yeah, cabin. And, and was there when I was there? There was one Korean guy, one old drunk Korean guy. I'm like, why is that North Korean here? And that made him even like laugh even harder. But, and the, oh, the people I, that own are really nice, and they got two good looking daughters. It was bizarre. Oh no, it's a it, it was a, and it was a fun it was a fun game. Yeah, oh. like you know, I had a, I had a really good time, but it was I did not realize that. You yeah, know, but you have prejudice about the way that people look or where you are or what you're. Have you gone out much in Australia to like you know? Because obviously you've played the cities and stuff. Uh, but have you gone out into some of the more rural gigs into the outback? I did um, on I did the Pilbara. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. I did some gigs up there, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time when I go back in September, I'm doing 
I'm doing some uh, like Tamworth and some things like that. Oh, so, okay. yeah, I'm going out with yeah. Tamworth uh, famously have Australia's big um, country music festival. Oh, perfect. It's the uh, will Keith be there? Yeah, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's funny the Keith thing because. I mean, over here, particularly when I was in Alaska, that was, it's very interesting where you, where you go in America and which Australians they're interested in. That's who they're interested like, in. In LA, I'll tell you what, Yahoo Serious still gets a lot more mentions. I'm still... Than, do you know those twins that do comedy? Oh, yeah, the it, Nelson twins. I'm like, why has nobody made a movie about you being Yahoo Serious's kids? Young Yahoo Serious kids. Yeah. yeah. Yahoo Serious, the next generation. Because they look so much like... And, and right. I think they'd eat that up over here. I'm just like, I, I, if I had the money to do it, I would... You'd, re- you'd reboot the... I'd reboot it in a you'd second. You'd reboot the Yahoo Serious franchise. Uh, in a second. <laughs> and then I'd make that that Rubik's Cube cost for friendly. <laughs> Fuck man, you're like Joss Whedon now. You've got an and t-shirts. Everybody wants t-shirts. <laughs> t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, <people love. laughs> Ian's gonna sell them after the movie. Before. <laughs> before. Just come out of the start. Yeah, just before. Look, I'm not gonna be able to come no. up afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got my own shit going on in my head. Uh, well, um, that's it. That's our, you know. I love it. That's our time. Uh, Ian uh, Bag, you're coming to Australia, you mentioned. So. I'll be there in September. You can find it on ianbag.com. The dates will be up there. I know I'm at the store for in Sydney uh, for at least four dates. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so. um, yeah uh, Sydney Comedy Store, Australia's uh, best uh, stand-up comedy it's venue, great, I reckon. Man. Yeah, and I the guys be, are really nice. I'll be back there later in the year doing uh, my Goodwill show for a bunch of weeks. Maybe not as many weeks as last time, though, because... Uh, I just am not going to be around for as many How many weeks. did you do last time? Nine. So, um... Nine sold out. Yes. But, uh, we, I don't think I, we have time for nine this year, so uh, when uh, they go on just sale... Just getting busier. Please um, Love come, it. come and see the show. That would be really cool. Um, you can find uh, me on Twitter. It's uh, at under, uh, Will underscore Anderson. Uh, you on Twitter? You're on yeah. Twitter, right? Twitter at Ian Bag. Of course. I A N B A G G. I contact you there through there all the time. I'm bad it. at my phone. Are you? I don't know if you'd noticed that because I, I've done a lot more contact to you on Twitter than on the phone. Yeah. What I haven't worked out on my phone, even though I've had it for like two months, is how to turn on the running writing. Like the predictive. Oh, predict- yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because it's an old school phone. So Get every every single I'm, message I'm doing, I'm, t- I'm doing forever, like, right? See, <laughs> see, yeah. So that's how I do it. You know, when I'm in Australia, I have that same phone, and that's last time I'm like, fuck it. Went out and bought an iPhone four and just open it up, and just because I just it's just so much easier. So you should do the same thing, right? So you think just yeah, just get an iPhone four for over here and just it, <laughs> and then use your one because it's just it's amazing. And then I tried to use one of those Samsungs. I'm like, nope. No, <laughs> <laughs> not happening. I find people who can uh, change between the iPhone and the Samsung phone, like just by generation, completely fascinating people that I don't trust in any way. Yeah, I call them autistic. Choose a yeah, fucking side. Yeah, you want to learn a whole new system each time. Yeah. There's a yeah. Yeah, it blows my head up. I'm just like, how did you do that? I freak out when they update iTunes and the fucking uh, podcast moves to a different place. Uh, how do you change to an entirely out. different technology? I don't like it's when Twitter freaks. gets a new little bird on it. My God. <laughs> I have to have a week off work if Facebook redesigns their layout. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me, brother. No, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, uh, if you listen to the show on iTunes, please rate it on iTunes. That's what we always ask. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye.